The views expressed on the following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. You make me sick! Hey, no reason to get excited here. My wife and I are just trying to get our son involved in something easy to give him a little confidence. That's right. This is the place. That's right. This is the place. Don't have to put your knee to stand in line. No ticket to buy, no paper to sign. You found it. This is the place. That's right, everybody. Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. This is the place. Margie's here. Hi. Denver's here. Howdy. Marv is here. Hey, good morning. And the topic, letting go of resentments. That is, of course, if you want to. (laughs) Walk the walk if you're ready. This is the place. This is the place where I wear no mask. I am who I am, not part of the past. Get a little taste of saving. Folks, this is the place. That's right. Welcome to KHLT Recovery Broadcasting to Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Broadcasting to you and for you via the internet from the studios of KHLT in Albany, Oregon. <clears throat> and I've still lost my voice. If somebody finds it, let me know. Welcome aboard, everybody. Hi, guys. Howdy. Howdy. How's it going? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, We'll see if we can make it through this show uh, without my voice or with uh, your voices anyway. Hey, Monty Man, Monty Man. Oh, Cecil. I've been with you now for almost 16 years. Yes. And I think it's about time... That you start giving some credit to ah. those social media folks that actually are supportive of Take 12 Recovery Radio. So what you going to do about it? What you going to do, huh? What you going to do? Well, Cecil, that is a great idea. And it just so happens that it's time for Take 12 Recovery Radio's Social Media Mentions. <laughs> See what I did there? My voice came back. Yeah. (laughs) It is time for social media mentions. Listen, if you've got a social media group that you would like to uh, have featured on our show uh, and nominate for that, uh, this is something kind of new that we're doing, uh, please let me know. Send me an email at take12radio, that's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio, at comcast.net. Or uh, text me on social media, uh, our social media page, 
at Monty Man or Take 12 Recovery Radio. Okay, so I, I, I got to give these shout outs to these folks. First of all, uh, I had the honor and privilege of being a guest on um, the Addiction Doctors uh, podcast, the Recovery Channel podcast, Dr. Rob Kelly and his co-host Jennifer Lovely uh, was on their show last Friday. It's a it's a video and audio uh, presentation. Uh, and they were just a hoot. It was it was great to be on their show. Rob Kelly is uh, very well known. He's uh, been featured on the Doctors and other television uh, networks, and uh, he's all over the map. Uh, that guy is traveling all over the place, doing the next right thing for recovery. Uh, you can visit Rob Kelly's recovery group at robkelly.com and his Facebook page. Just search for Dr. Rob Kelly. You can also um, watch the interview that was there on his site as well. Um, coming up on February 26th, Dr. Rob will be returning to Take 12 Recovery Radio, and this time he will be joined by his co-host, Jennifer Lovely. So you don't want to miss that. We'll have more on that um, here in the weeks to come. Then there's the guys from Clean and Sober Radio, Gary and Mark over there. Uh, they are live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Philadelphia radio station WWDB AM 860. Gary talks about the disease of addiction with a guest and co-host every month. They discuss addiction's uh, effect on family, friends, and society at large. Most importantly, though, Clean and Sober Radio deals with recovery. And their website is cleanandsoberbroadcasting.com. Just a great group of folks. Uh, Good sound quality, good radio, good copy, and good topics. Uh, Congratulations, you guys. Gary, great job. And then on April 18th, 2016, the Sober Crew, a recovery group page on Facebook, hit the social media scene with now over 12,600 members. This group just keeps growing. The members of this page uh, should desire to be sober and uh, uh, alcohol-free and clean of drugs and support those in recovery. If you are in that category... You're welcome on that group. You are welcome on this page if you know someone struggling with or actively participating in recovery. Uh, Nate from Grants Pass, Oregon area, started the group when he got sober, and he continues to serve today. And in fact, we had plans in the works to have Nate on our show in the very near future. If you want to go to their page, just go to Facebook and search Sober Crew. That's K-R-E-W for Sober Crew. A really, a real positive group. Uh, I, I really encourage you to do it. Um, they're, they'll look out for you there, and uh, they'll be a benefit to you. Listen, social media isn't all that bad. Some people are jumping the ship. I, I understand that. Uh, and if you are jumping the ship but you don't want to lose our uh, broadcasting platform, visit us at Take12Radio.com, and you can subscribe to all of our shows on all the major podcasting platforms. There you go. Yes, there you go. Social media mentions. And now. And now. It's the quiz of the week. Hey, everybody, hey. it's Cecil. Wow. And you know, haven't we haven't played Take 12 trivia right. in quite some time. So I figured it's time to bring it back. So, Monty <laughs> Man, take it away, buddy. Take it away. 
just take it away. <laughs> kind of matches your voice there. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, yeah. Take 12 trivia. All right. You have three and a bonus. And if you get them all right, you receive absolutely nothing <laughs> of any worth. Uh, okay. So this is on the topic of resentments because that is our topic, letting go of resentments. <laughs> all right. Here's the first one. Resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. This is according to the big book of AA. From it stem all forms of what? And here are your choices. Arguments, spiritual disease, or stress. Marv, what do you say? Spiritual disease. What do you say, Margie? Spiritual disease. What do you say there, Denver? That'd be for me. All right, you guys are correct. You get Denver's cowbell. <laughs> All right, number <coughs> Moo. Uh, number two. Who said, I was not too well at the time and was plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment? Was it Dr. Bob, Bill Wilson, or Ebby Thatcher? Marv. Uh, I think Bill Wilson. Margie? I'm not sure. I'll just say Bob. Dr. Bob, okay. Dander? I, I'm going to go with Bill, too. I don't Bill? Margie, sorry. Yeah, it, uh, it, it was just, Bill Wilson. It just sounds like something he'd say. Yeah, I was not too well at the time and was plagued with waves of self-pity and resentment. That's on page 15 of Bill's story. Trivia question number three. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad uh, wives and parents. Anyone can... A, increase the list, B, be affected, or C, turn on the alcoholic. Marv? Wow, that's a weird question. <laughs> you want Could, me to re yeah, re repeat read it. it again? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents. Anyone can increase the list, be affected, or turn on the alcoholic. Oh, easy. <laughs> easy. What do you say, Marv? Be affected. Be affected, Margie? I'll just say increase the list. Increase the list? Denver? The, the B answer? Be affected? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Margie's correct. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she gets the cowbell. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyone can increase the list. This is on There's a Solution, page 18. All right. Last chance. This is a big one. Here we go. <laughs> the word resentment appears how many times in the big book? Oh, boy. 8, 12, or 17? Denver. Go big. Denver says 17. Margie? 12. 12? What do you say, Marv? I'll try 12. You'll try 12? <laughs> I'm not sure. Actually, Denver's correct. It is 17. <clears throat> go, yeah. go long. Sorry. <laughs> the word resentment appears 17 times. Um, let's see here. And 10 times in the 12 steps and 12 tradition. Traditions. Yeah. There you go. Uh, do I have any more questions? No, that's it. You're all a bunch of losers. I mean, winners. <laughs> <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, yeah, so that does it for Take 12 Trivia for this show.
Do a little jig. Do a little dance. Excuse me, everybody. Excuse me, Monty Man. I've got a very important announcement. (laughs) And, And I must say, your forgetter is really operating well because for the last several weeks, you have totally spaced out a very important message to our listeners concerning our co-host, Margie <laughs> and Marv. Oops. Hit it, maestro. <laughs> That's right, Margie and Marv. Well, they, they got engaged, and we don't really even know what's going on right now. So, uh, Margie and Marv, tell us what oh what is the most recent news so we can all be happy for you. And Monty oh. Man, pay attention. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, thank you, Cecil, for reminding me. Yes, it has slipped my mind. So, at one time, it was Marv. And then it was Marv and Margie in the studio. Eminem. And then something happened. <laughs> was it Cupid? Or was it... Fate. What was it? What, what What's going on, you guys? Really, tell us what's really happening. Marv? <laughs> uh, you, you go right ahead. I, I think it was a God you, thing. You, you probably tell it better than I can. <laughs> no, uh, you know, we met in our meeting and we were friends for a long time before we started you know seeing each other and uh marv take over (laughs) (laughs) well you know how do you explain sure love (laughs) exciting and new come aboard (laughs) um yeah, Margie's one of those uh, women that have a sweet spirit. Oh. Yeah, and amen to that. As we uh, got to know each other through the months and uh, actually over a year, um, I recognized it more and more, her uh, caring for other people, mm-hmm. for one thing. Um, we had uh, some pretty deep conversations and I learned a lot about her through that and and uh, I just think the world of her and it just went on from there yeah so. yeah well I, go ahead Marty. I, I just feel the same I I feel blessed that I get to have Marvin in my life you know what a wonderful man he is yeah he's a Christian he loves God he's taught me a lot about God I'm I'm a, a kind of a newbie and and sure knowing God and he's known God for years and years and he's taught me a lot about recovery and um, and not only do I just love him and love everything about him uh, but we have a lot of fun together um, yeah. we laugh we laugh a lot <laughs> you know we, you fall off horses together yeah we do <laughs> anyway we just we enjoy each other's company well I think I think it's great you know I you know it's interesting though because when Marv first mentioned Having you come on the show, <laughs> I got I I I thought no <laughs> no. I wonder if there's something up with this. 
or will there be? <laughs> and then I didn't think about it anymore. And then as, as as the shows, you know, progressed, it was like, hmm, yeah. There's a little 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 what do you call it? little heart clouds appearing Blur- butter- butterflies, <laughs> you know, butterflies. And then oh, I saw geez. the engagement ring on 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 social media. I went, "Yep, I knew it. I knew it." I told Marsha, "I go, I knew it." <laughs> no, that's great. Congratulations, you guys. That's Thank just you. That, that's you. that's amazing stuff. Uh, we should do a show sometime. Like I met her in recovery. <laughs> or I met her at the meetings. Okay. I mean, because there's so much. You know, there's so much negative talk about, uh, and some of it is based in some wisdom. You know, people jumping into anything too too quickly in right. recovery. But um, you know, I I was in uh, treatment. I guess you could call it when I met my wife. I mean. There's a lot of successful relationships that have met in the rooms. There really are. And right. A lot of people, a lot of times, they don't. People don't f- mention that, but it, it it's true. That's you know? true. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good good deal. Well, congratulations, and we will uh, keep you all up up to date and posted on the life of <laughs> the other Eminem. all right okay so um i think it's time for a break we'll come back with the topic letting go of resentments when we return you're listening to the world's original recovery talk and positive music radio program the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show on KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. You and I know all too well how talented folks in recovery are. KHLT Broadcasting, the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show, are handing you the opportunity to share some of that talent. If you've ever written your own songs and have always wanted to share them publicly, here's the chance to share your talent with thousands of people all over the world through Internet Radio. For the next several months, the Monty Man will be reviewing songs written and performed by people in recovery. Whether you're an accomplished musician or a novice he wants to hear from you all forms of music will be considered adhering to federal copyright laws and possible contractual agreements some restrictions may apply to submit your original music by email send mp3s to take 12 radio at comcast.net that's t-a-k-e the number 12 radio at comcast.net or drop your cd in the mail addressed to khlt P.O. Box 93, Albany, Oregon, 97321. He's insane. He's a control freak. So, what's your point? It's the Monty Man at Take12Radio.com on your internet dial. All righty, welcome back to the show. You've tuned in to Take 12 Recovery Radio. And uh, we are available on all social uh, uh, social media and uh, podcasting platforms. If you want to access all those or subscribe to our shows for fun and for free, visit us at Take12Radio.com, and all those links are there for you. Uh, if you want to download our shows for free, you might want to subscribe to the Podomatic app uh, at our website. <laughs> all right. The topic uh, this week is letting go of resentments. Ever had one that you had a hard time letting go of, Marv? And that would be a yes. Margie, how about you? Oh, yes. (laughs) Haven't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Denver? No, there's been a few. Been a few. Sure. Ever had a resentment or uh, just a 
be in your bonnet over a situation or a person that lasted for a very long time, or maybe you didn't dwell on it all the time, but years could go by and something would trigger it and you were ticked off all over again. Ever had that happen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does that mean you haven't dealt with it? Necessarily? Uh, No. What that means for me is that situation hasn't happened to me in a while. Yeah. So, evidently, I dealt with it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there could be something that would trigger a memory and it could still sting, but you really, it's not controlling you anymore? Yes. Yeah. That's part of the human condition. Yeah. I think it is, too. Um, I was asked on, uh, Jennifer Lovely asked me, no, no, actually it was Dr. Rob asked me on his show uh, when it came to some of the abandonment issues that I had gone through. Had had I worked through those or was I still dealing with them? And and I, my answer to that was sometimes it still stings if, you know, things come up, but it's not a case of where the tail's wagging the dog anymore. It just, it, it isn't. It's not out of control. It's not something I dwell on. But yeah, I mean, just because something pops back into your head doesn't necessarily mean you didn't deal with it. Um, it also doesn't mean you haven't forgiven that. Right. People have the idea that that they forgive something and then everything goes away and that's the end of it, but that's not true. Right. You have to to me, for me, I have to continually remember, oh, I forgave that mm. and let go of it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Shaheel, he's a family therapist, uh, makes this statement. Resentment refers to the mental process of repetitively replaying a feeling and the events leading up to it that goads or angers us. We don't replay replay a cool litany of facts in resentment. We re-experience and relive them in ways that affect us emotionally, psycho- uh, psychologically, and spiritually in very destructive ways. The inability to overcome resentment probably constitutes the single most devastating impediment <coughs> excuse me, to repa- repairing uh, disintegrating intimate connection, family rift, or severed friendship. So I I think this is a little different than just it coming back to mind. This is where he says we we're we're in it and we and we're replaying it and it's causing destructive things to happen, right? Then we know we still have it. <coughs> Excuse me. So he he gives uh, 10 steps to letting go of resentment, which I really, really liked. Now, uh, next week, we're going to look at what the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says about the formula to address um, a resentment uh, that is included in the fourth step. Uh, It's a statement that starts out with, this is our course, which means this is the directions we're going to follow. You know, and there's a couple of paragraphs there that absolutely have saved my blessed assurance. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that next week in part two of Letting Go of Resentments. But today, I wanted to touch on these 10 points. Number one, <coughs> excuse me, approach resentment as the addictive state of mind that it is, 
and that you may be powerless over it. So I think that, once again, we're dealing with things that left to our own devices, just based on our own intellect, we may, be very, we may very well be powerless over that thought process of holding on to that grudge or resentment or, or, or that situation to where we're losing sleep over it. So it's kind of like the first step when it comes to alcoholism, right, or drug addiction. Uh, admitted I was powerless over. So maybe I need to admit that I'm powerless over how I'm feeling um, because that is what's required before I actually believe that I need a power or would seek a power to help me with that. What do you think about that? Margie, what do you think? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, uh, for me, resentments are, um, oh gosh, I of course have them just like any other human being. Sure. Um, like for instance, right now I struggle with this one person and I'm I frequently, I'm talking to Marv about this person and, um, have, they uh they're an, they're sick mentally and uh, you know and they um say bad things you know but about me behind my back and it's it's just it's uh it causes resentment but i have to remember that like it says in the big book you know some are sicker than others and then for me what i have to really remember when it comes to resentments is um in the bigger book you know, for a long time, I wore this bracelet that said um, 70 times 7. You know, in the bigger book, you know, we, you know that it, it preaches that we must forgive each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, God forgave us for our sins. So we, mu- we need to forgive others for um, wrongdoings they do to us. So I have to remember that. And like um, Marv said, you know, I can forgive somebody. That doesn't mean that thought that pop, doesn't pop up in my head that, you know, man, this is really annoying what this person did or is doing. But, but um, I forgive them, and I'm not gonna. I try hard. You're not gonna not to hoard it, it over them. Yeah, yeah, hoard it over them, or or let it uh, occupy my my mind and that type of thing. Can can you do that on your own power, or do you need God's power to do that? Oh no, I need God's power to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. I need to 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 pray, to say a little prayer, and um, really uh, ask God to intervene with that. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I, I I'm like, but I I don't want to go that, you know. That, that's actually I, got I definitely don't do it perfect. I you know yeah. I'm still like oh I'm still clinging on a little bit, but working on it. Denver, can you uh, can you approach <laughs> resentment and and uh, this stuff? with the realization that left to your own devices, you're probably not going to handle it well? No, I don't think I can. I'm yeah, pretty, not I'm pretty sure. Well. Yeah. yeah. In my interactions with human beings, uh, I'm going to collect a handful of resentments, maybe more, Yeah. if I'm doing it on my own. <clears throat> sure. There are things that pop up. I believe the word sting still. Yeah. You know, and uh, the, the one thing that really has helped me and will continue to help me is the fact that uh, God forgave me, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm not on a pedestal on this, you know. That sure, I'm, I had some. I would say that there's a good chance I had some, even if it's just me being there. I had some part in this uh, resentment that I had ah, built. 
Okay. So I, I got to take my my side of it too and go. All right, you know. Right. So forgiving uh, is not always forgetting is almost impossible because there will be something come up. Because our brains are tape recorders, yeah. man. They're just it, gonna, it's going to rattle yeah, me yeah. again somewhere. Somehow mm-hmm. it's going to come up again, and for me to dwell on it. It's just going to fester into something that is going to consume me. Yeah. So the quicker I can uh, refocus that and give it to God, say, I don't want this, you know, I'll deal with it at a different time because it's still there in my head. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. I deal with it regular. I talk to God regular about those things. Marv, you ever give it to God, the resentment or the situation, <laughs> and then take it back? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. I, uh, one of the things I was thinking about when Denver and Margie were talking was <clears throat> uh, I kind of, here in the last couple of years, got on this bandwagon. Um, first of all, who in the hell do I think I am? And second of all, the the truism of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been hard to be able to accept that somebody has done this or that or said this or that. And yeah. And uh, so then I have to go back, well, who do you think you are? And like Denver says, if you're there, or maybe if you're not there, there sure, you got to look at your part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many different off roads. Yeah. People in AA, I think, need to realize, newcomer or not, that when you start talking about these different steps, and you were talking about the fourth step and right. stuff, that in that, there's so many off-roads and facets of these particular topics, these things that are character defects, that, you know... To me, it's it's almost impossible to cover the whole thing. It's almost like <clears throat> and for then, every grain of sand on the ocean, there's five billion stars in the universe. It's like yeah. it's like that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. experiences that stuff differently. Yeah, you know, so because <laughs> you got as many different side roads as you do personalities. Yeah, <laughs> and then those personalities, most of us are a little schizophrenic, right? Yeah, <laughs> we got we we got we got the healthy self. We got the troll under the bridge self that wants us to fail. Then we got the spirit of God talking to us. I mean, we're kind of, you know, multi-personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, number two, realize that you are using resentment to replicate old dramas and acknowledge that you cannot change the past. Sometimes we enjoy keeping the resentments going. And if we don't, I've, I've done this and I've watched others do this where if I don't have any, I'll pick something from out of the past and relive it almost because there's a comfort in being in that pile of, may I just say, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, sometimes we like to keep it going. Sometimes we kind of feed on that. Why would we? Because, I'm not saying we don't. Right. I'm just saying, why would we? <laughs> because I think it's familiar. I think we know it. 
And when we feel lost sometimes just in our day-to-day lives, we go to the things that are familiar, whether they're healthy or not. Um, I don't know. You know, and I think that speaks to the, the importance of filling up our minds and our hearts with the things of God on a regular basis. So, yeah. so we don't have that. You know, here's the dangerous thing about, about some forms of meditation. Some forms of meditation state that you empty your mind. That's dangerous. Um, a a biblical form of of meditation, um, the the a a, a, a a Jewish form of meditation, uh, and some others suggest that you fill your mind with God's presence, God's word, that kind of thing. Um, uh, certainly within Judeo Christianity, it's God's word. Within Judaism, it's God's word. Um, there are some other um, sects, if you will, S-E-C-T-S, um, that it is the material. It may Maybe it's the <clears throat> big, big book. But emptying your mind can actually open you up for stuff you don't want in there. Well, don't you think, uh, I'm just questioning this, um, it's part of what I uh, kind of believe in a way, and I'm willing to change all that, but... Don't you think people do that also to justify themselves? Sure. Yes. Sure they do. You know, it makes them feel better if they can verbalize or act out that somebody has done this or that and and look at me and and you know, and yeah. kind of justifying their being. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Self-defense mechanism. In, in fact, I think it's in in the literature, in the big book, it talks about, uh, in the fourth step, I think it talks about, um, I'm paraphrasing here, we were, we were able to see where other people were at fault, but that's as far as we went. Mm-hmm. We didn't go any further. In other words, we did the, we did the first two columns. <laughs> yeah. This is so-and-so's name. This is what happened. But if you look at the way a four steps, and for instance, that's the last time that you're allowed to point fingers at the other person at all. After that, it's all about your inventory, right? It's all about the correcting your steps. Um, but no, I, I think I think we do do that. I think also that, <coughs> excuse me, um, at least for me, I've noticed a pattern over my life of being in and out of sobriety that. I think occasionally I might use a past resentment as um, a, a reason for uh, self-sabotage, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. I've noticed if I take a close look at my, my past that, you know, things in my life will be going well. And my brain, my addictive brain um, and or the influence of, um, you know, Satan sure. will will, um, will decide that. You know, things are going too smoothly and mm. you don't deserve this. And what about, you know, this person, what they did to you? And what about that? And and uh, then my addictive brain will go ahead and use that as, as a basis to drink again. So yeah. um, I have to always watch that, too. Right. Right. <clears throat> Denver, you like you wanted to say something. Oh, just when Marv was talking, the uh, phrase, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? came into my head. I don't know where I've heard that, but it's just... Dr. Phil. 
Oprah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oprah. <laughs> do you want to be right or do you want to yeah. be happy? You want to be right or you want to have peace? I mean, you want yeah. serenity or do you want to be right? Do you, know? do you have to be right? No. I mean, you know what? If I'm going to dwell on it enough to be right well, see, so much that you get consumed, yeah. you're not going to have any happiness. I've had people in my life, i.e. my sponsor, say, I, I say, I don't have to be right. And he'd say, yeah, you do. And I go, no, I don't. He goes, see? You're doing, you're doing it again in your face. Yeah. I'm thinking, no, you're doing it. You know. Then, then you have that. Now we're now we're back to the actor and the stage and never. You know. Actor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Uh, number three. Examine this. I really like this one. Examine how your resentment may come from mentally confusing people in your present life with people from your past. Huh. <laughs> Am I putting what so and so did on you because you either look like them, talk like them, sound like them, remind me of them? Maybe you drive the same kind of car. I don't know. And, I that, get, and that can be a, a subconscious thing. It can. Oh, yeah. Yes. A trigger. Yeah. And that's why it's something to consider. You know, um, so just <clears throat> when I'm working with somebody and they're in a dysfunctional relationship and they say, but I love. That person, I go. Well, what is it you love about? Them? <clears throat> and many times they won't be able to tell me. So I know that, that their their idea of what love is is thwarted, you know. Right. But but you can do it with the the resentment thing too. Well, I I just I'm around that person. I just I just don't like them. Well, what is it about them you don't like? Uh, is it their hair? Is it the way they walk? I mean, they're I mean. I've said this before, uh, Charles Bronson, I don't like him, the actor. I don't know why I don't like him. I just don't like him. I've never met him. He's never done me wrong. I don't know I don't know what his views are politically, faith-based wise. I don't know anything about him. I just don't like him. Now, why is that? That is weird, right? The fact is, that isn't true. Because there's nothing about him I don't like. So how can I say I don't like him? I don't know why. I don't know why. But but I really can't say that I don't like him because there's nothing I don't like about Some him. kind of inventory. It's weird. It's just weird. You need to do a four step on that money. I know, right? <laughs> Marv doesn't like Tom Cruise, so. <clears throat> well, I've got a million reasons why we shouldn't like Tom Cruise. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm watching TV and the mechanic comes on the movie, the mechanic, and, and and somebody says, "Oh, let's watch the mechanic." No, nah, I don't like that guy. Why don't, why don't you like him? I don't know. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Um, but no, we can put we can put other people's <laughs> stuff on other people, and we need to examine that. That's uh, really true in relationships. Oh, sure. Margie and I have talked several times, several conversations about uh, maybe I have done something that upsets her. Yeah. And it's because of past experience that she's had. And unknowing, me unknowing, have created this resentment. And we really have to talk about it. Because if we don't, then that carries on. And um, 
seeps into other areas of your life, right? Or other That's areas of your the other yeah. facets and off-roads I'm talking about. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. And um, yep. we've had a couple of rough times, but yeah. we've, and I think a lot of that is just God and working the program. Yeah. Right. I think we're both consciously, you know, doing that, but that, can come in in relationships. You bet. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking. I think in uh, about a few time, a few circumstances where my wife Marcia would be doing something. Maybe she was cooking something or cleaning something or whatever, and I would jump in and take over. Right, and she wouldn't say anything about it until she did. And I remember one time she expressed to me, she says, you know, when you do that, it makes me feel stupid. It's like, you don't think I know what I'm doing. Because in her family growing up, and she was the peacemaker, she was the one that kind of held things together amongst all the siblings, right? Um, They would all talk over her. And she would try to chime in, and they'd just talk over her, or they would just butt in, or that kind of thing, right? And her dad, I mean, he was a great guy. But he would say things like, hey, hello, ugly, good morning, stuff like that, you know, and he thought I was joking, but some of that stuff, you know, she held on to, and so when I would, I didn't know, when I come in and say, oh, honey, let me do that, what she was hearing was, you're not doing that right, I know a better way, and and I don't, yeah. I don't know better, and that made her self-worth drop, yeah. you, you know, so you're right. That does happen. Uh, number four, acknowledge that you cannot control those who have rejected you. Wow. Uh, I had a temporary sponsor. He wanted to slap me in the face. He almost did. And he said, when are you going to get it through your thick skull that you are powerless over other people's choices? If they don't like you, they don't like you. If they reject you, they reject you. Move on. Because I was I was wallowing in it, you know. Uh, I mean, much longer than I needed to. <clears throat> so have you ever uh, just got stuck in the fact that somebody didn't like it? Or at least their behavior? See, I mean, you wanted them to, but they just didn't. Yeah. Well, right now I feel like I'm kind of stuck in um, feeling somewhat rejected by my, ch- my children. Mm. Um, I know they love me, and of course I love them, but... And they're they're young. They're in their thirties. And my my son, you know, he has a, a my granddaughter. She's very young. She's about seven, I guess, eight months old today. But anyway, I feel like, um, you know, they are um, not as um, interested. <laughs> I don't know how to say this, <laughs> in my life as I am theirs at this moment. Mm. And uh, so I feel somewhat rejected. Um, but I know, you know, knowing the program that and knowing God and that I'm powerless over this and um, that I just have to turn it over to God and, you know, let yeah. it be. Yeah. So that's an expectation that you're, you're putting on them to behave a certain way to be okay with you. Right. Right. Which is not good. No, that's a form of emotional dependency. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But it is nice, isn't it? 
when the way our loved ones behave match up with our expectations? Yes, that, isn't that, that would be nice. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Occasionally it happens. <laughs> what are you thinking there, Denver? <laughs> My poor little heart has lots of nicks in it. <laughs> From uh, me really uh, wishing that somebody saw me on the level that I did. Yeah. You know, and yeah. people don't always see me in the same light as I think I shine. So, yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I consider myself this guy's best friend. This is a guy I knew for like 25 plus years. And by God, you're going to be my best friend. <laughs> and I wasn't his. And he didn't have the heart to tell me that until years later. And thank goodness I was in recovery at the time. Um, but I was a mostly dependent on, I kept trying to get him to, to appreciate our friendship the way I, I appreciated his. But the truth of the matter was it was so toxic. I, I had convinced myself it was a healthy friendship, but it wasn't, it just wasn't, you know? Um, but man, we'll make stuff up in our heads. Uh-huh. Oh, gee. Um, uh, Number five, recognize that your resentment gives you only an illusion of strength. Sometimes we think that as long as we're, well, I have a right to be angry about this. I have a right to be resentful. After all, don't you know what they did? And as long as we hold on to our right to have that resentment, somehow or another, we have the upper hand and we've got all the, you know, we've got all the cards. That's an illusion. Never felt like that, though. Like, well, of course I'm upset. Shouldn't I be? And then, yeah, maybe you should. But at what point do you let go of it and move forward? And you just hold on to it and you think that you've got the upper hand. Ever felt like that? Any of you guys? Being right isn't going to always change and often won't change the situation. You may be right. Yeah, you you can be right, but it doesn't mean it's going to change it into what you want it to be. Yeah. So. So the song. Um, how, how long do you carry that? I'm right. I'm right. Right. Don't you see that? How long do you carry that rock before you say I can't carry it no more? It's not worth it. Billy Joel's lyrics. Uh, you may be right. I right. may be crazy, but it just might be a lunatic you're looking for. You know what I mean? It's a two-way street here. Um, but what are we going to do with our side of it? So you may be absolutely right. But then again, it comes down to you want to be right or you want to have peace, you know? Yeah. Uh, number six, learn to identify signals that provoke resentment. So the things that trigger you, <laughs> right? So... Provoke it. It means it's already there, but this kind of pushes it to the surface again. It hasn't really been dealt with. So, so I tell the story about pulling into the AA meeting and seeing the guy's car there that I just, we did not have a good relationship, seeing his car and then turning around and leaving. Well, he's here. I'm not going there. Right? His little green car did that to me. <laughs> And I allowed it, and then I found out he wasn't even there. His car broke down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Apply the acronym HALT. 
widely used in 12-step programs, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Maybe that's what I'm experiencing. Maybe it's not you at all. Maybe I, I haven't been eating right. Maybe I'm angry about something else. Maybe I'm just tired. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm lonely. Um, and you just happen to be the target that's in my way at the time, and I've got a resentment. And you really didn't even do anything. Ever, ever get a resentment over something that somebody did? It really wasn't anything. I'm sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and and they'll tell you'll know because they'll say if they find out they'll say I had no idea. You know I didn't know that wearing tennis shoes pissed you off. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean there's been some pretty weird stuff. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> number seven. Go ahead. You can say some Marv. No. <laughs> number seven. <laughs> Put a put a thought between your feelings of resentment and indulging and ruminating about them. So this is where I think of find a scripture verse, find a sacred piece of literature, find something out of the big book or the NA basic text or or the Bible or or, or something um, that you can when that comes that you can put there. You know, uh, some uh, faiths use mantras. You know. Um, I don't know how effective it is. I don't hate you. I don't hate you. I don't hate you is. <laughs> but if it works and it keeps you from hating that person, maybe you need to do that. You know, um, I personally like, you know, what I believe is the the living word of God. You know, um, this person is precious. You know, um, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Reminding myself of that uh, in place of, <clears throat> instead of just ruminating um, on that. Do you guys have anything that you tell yourself when you start getting in a bad spot when it comes to running into that guy or gal? I think I have in the past and yeah. probably will again. I, and I... <clears throat> I um, don't always use scripture, but I do a lot. Um, I think the main thing is is reminding myself that that I'm powerless. That's yeah. that's kind of the main thing. Who do I think I am? Sure. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but I was uh, when you were talking, I was saying there's you know be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. You know, or there's a way that seems right to a man at the end thereof is the way of death. Yeah. You know, um, on and on and on. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Um, I particularly like the Psalms because you know, the, the majority of the Psalms were written by David. And there's some that weren't, but this is a guy, you talk about, Miserable and filled with resentment. I mean, you know, he's just wham, 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 wham all the time. <laughs> but at the end of every one of his psalms, he, he turns it around every time. Yeah, but I know you're faithful. Yeah, but I know God, you brought it through. You brought me through again. I shall again praise you. It's going to be okay. I'll be okay. But I just had to whine about it, you know. <laughs> so, so sometimes we got to get it out. We just got to do that. And, and and the book of Psalms is, is an example of how patient God is. Because here you have this guy who is, uh, you know, a, a man after God's own heart, the Bible says, and 
He is just one complaint after another, and God is just so patient with him. But he always brings it around. If we can learn to do that and bring it around, but you know what? Who do you think I am, Monty? <laughs> Who do you think you are? You know, Monty, I mean, really. Um, my sponsor used to tell me when you're being critical of somebody else, remember, you've either done it, you're doing it, or you're eligible to do it. And that brings it back to where it levels the playing field again. But we don't often think that way or bring it back around in the middle of it, do we? Mm-mm, that's because we're human. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Oh, boy, here we go. Acknowledge your part in allowing the abuse to occur. Work a fourth step around it. Make a decision to not let it occur again. In other words, set boundaries. So if you're, if it's an abusive situation, verbally, spiritually, mentally, whatever, um, you guys set boundaries. Some of this stuff is our part. We put ourselves in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you put your hand in the snake pit and then you're mad at the snake because it bit you. I put my hand in there more times than I want to admit, knowing better. How about you guys? Know better and did it anyway? Oh, and then yeah. you got hurt? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Uh, number nine, declare an amnesty with the person you resent and with yourself. That doesn't necessarily mean you do it with them, you know, uh, uh, literally. But you declare, you know what? When I see this person, this is going to be my mindset, not this. I'm going to reflect on this and not this. And so one of the things that's helpful for me is reminding myself again that the playing field is level. This is, this is an individual that God loves. And there are people that are looking at me going, I like to pounce that guy right between the nose, but that's an individual God loves. And so if we can declare an amnesty with the person that we resent and with ourselves... That's helpful. Well, I think <laughs> another thing, too, is praying for them. Yes, that would be part of it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard to hold a resentment over somebody's head when you're committing them to prayer. And yeah, but it's also hard to commit them to prayer when you have, yeah, you darn right. <laughs> have a resentment. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. That, that takes some work on my part anyway. You I know, don't know. <laughs> you know what I resent? When somebody asks me, well, did you pray for him? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I resent that. <laughs> yep. Denver. Yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking of match and gunpowder. And that's the way a resentment comes off with me often. Yeah. In the moment. You know, I, there's no, uh, I'm going to pray for you at that right. moment, at, at the moment when it yeah. hits because it's done sparked. Unless it's sarcastic, well, I'll pray but, for you. <laughs> but it doesn't take it doesn't take as long anymore mm. for that to fizzle out either. You know, oh, that's and good. put myself back on the a, the uh, who am I pedestal, right? You know. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, in a heat of a moment, there's no thought of prayer. All right. There's a lot yeah. of talking going yeah. on. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm spewing it out verbally. I know people sometimes think, that guy's crazy because he's talking in his car. Well, I'm talking all right. But uh. it, but it's it's talking <laughs> me down, maybe, you know, back to where I can focus. Sure. Sure. Number 10. And I like the way he puts this. 
forgive when you can. Um, I like that. It, 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 it gives you permission to have the struggle to forgive. You know, yeah, we should. And, and, and we, we do. I think there's that, that, that poem, Desert Arata, where it says, as, as, as much as it is in your ability to do so, be at peace with all men. You know, so forgive when you can and practice. There's a key word. So that means it's an ongoing thing. Willful and deliberate forgetfulness when you cannot forgive. So try to put it out of your mind, at least. Keeping in mind that these acts, so forgiveness and forgetfulness, are gifts to yourself. It doesn't say that we master that. We certainly don't master the forgetting part, you know. Um, So when we forgive somebody, right, that is a commitment to them and to ourselves that we are not going to hoard it over them anymore. It doesn't excuse their behavior, right? And the prisoner that it sets free is really us. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that, Marv? Yes, I would. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we kind of end up when when it comes to resentments, we're the jailer, right? We lock ourselves in the cage, and then we got the key the whole time, but we're sitting behind bars, whining about the food and the cold hard bed, and <laughs> yeah. and we got the key the whole time. You know, when are you gonna let yourself out of that thing? I don't think forgiveness means either that we have to become their best buddies. No, it does not. No. You know, right. we just don't provoke more. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Amen to that. All right. Next week, uh, part two, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of paragraphs in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous where it starts out. This is uh, in regards to the fourth step where it says, this is our course. Uh, it's in dealing with resentments. There's a formula in there that is absolutely amazing. And... Um, it's it's simple for complicated people, uh, but it has it has saved me more times than the, it's my favorite part of the Big Book of AA, uh, and so be looking forward to that. Any closing thoughts on this topic so far? No, good show. All right, some Very good good, good uh, input yeah. from people. Anything, Margie? Uh, no, just you know, just touching base touching on something you said a little bit ago is this boundaries for me are really important when it comes to resentments you know people that i i find i have continuing resentments on i i just try to you know i wouldn't say avoid but just um keep really healthy really healthy boundaries that i have to set myself sure and that that helps me my uh yeah quest good word denver closing thoughts I gotta go shopping. I hope I don't pick up any resentments. <laughs> <laughs> it's not difficult to do. <laughs> Wear your mask. <laughs> Got one already. <laughs> I just want to know how come my handicap spot isn't open when I go to the store. That's what I want to know. Yeah. I mean, don't they know, don't they know who I am? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, don't forget to visit uh, these three 
Uh, the Addiction Doctor, Rob Kelly and Jennifer Lovely. Uh, you can go to Facebook and just type in uh, Dr. Rob Kelly. Uh, or you can go to um, his website at uh, robkelly.com. Uh, did I get that right? Yeah, I did get that right. All right. And the guys at Clean and Sober Radio, uh, Gary and Mark and the team over there, live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, on WWDBAM 860, also on Facebook. Just type in Clean and Sober Radio. And then finally, Sober Crew, the great uh, recovery group page on Facebook. Uh, hit them up. Uh, they are continuing to grow. And uh, Nate Froud of Grants Pass, Oregon, uh, putting that together uh, with the team and uh, just doing the next right thing on social media. Thanks, everybody. Uh, here's our closing song. Uh, this is by... Music Dave, it's simply entitled The Resentment Song. Yes, indeed. Hey, old bully, I got some bad news. You see, I got a new landlord and some new rules. He says you gotta be out by the night. Oh. So don't you fuss, boy, and don't you fight. I know we're going way back to grade school when you pull down my swim trunks at the public pool. I see my part in this is just holding on to a resentment that ought to be gone.
Yes, Your Honor, I'd like to speak on my own behalf. I've been in council with my landlord, and we've drawn up a new draft of your eviction notice. It's all there in black and white. Oh, sure, you used to piss me off, but now I've finally seen the light. You were just doing your duty and society a favor. I can't hate you over my bad behavior. It's only me that's been killing me by keeping all of this going on. Making space for bad memories Oh, never do you nothing but harm Now somebody's angry They think this song ought to be over Takes a lot of love and tolerance, though, if you want to stay sober. You may find yourself enduring some long-winded musician who's playing funky chords and alternate positions. Just see your part in this is holding on to a resentment that could be, resentment that should be, resentment that's gotta be gone. And that, my friends, is the resentment song by a gentleman who simply goes by the name Music Dave. Here's something to remember. People do not give us resentments. We build them ourselves. Until next time, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. This is a play. Kitty, 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 kitty.